Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Second hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now, everybody. Thank you for being here with us. 800 282 2882. Former Marine Daniel Penny pleads not guilty in the death on the subway from a chokehold of Jordan Neely. That headline today because Daniel Penny was at court earlier today to put in his plea. Second time he's appeared before a judge. Um, He faces 19 years in prison if he were to be convicted on both counts. So this is a moment in time where we're seeing that the authorities in New York City, in this case Alvin Bragg, the district uh, the district attorney here, and also the mayor, Eric Adams, are taking a side in essence. They're they're allowing this to go forward. Um, they've made a determination that people that step in and try to prevent career criminals, which is what Jordan Neely was, a man who had been arrested many times for violent crimes, for sexual uh, offenses, a man who recently threatened to, according to a passenger on the subway, push somebody in front of an oncoming subway car, who had punched an elderly woman in the face, shattering her eye socket and breaking her nose. No reason, just felt like, shattering an old lady's nose on the subway, um, that we're going to treat somebody who is not even the only individual who thought that uh, Neely was a threat. There was a man, a black man, who stepped in as well to help. You don't hear a lot of talk about that. Uh, That he tried to hold Neely down because he was also considering him a threat because Neely said, that he would kill people and he would go to prison for it, and he was shouting it in their faces on the subway car. Clay, it's interesting to see for a lot of New Yorkers, and I think all across the country, that the the new system that we have in place is you are not only subjected to higher crime rates in these Democrat enclaves, 
But if you do anything about it, you are the criminal. And the full force of the law will come down on your head. This trial is going to be watched by people all across the country. And I think it's going to have major implications uh, for the discussion around crime going into 2024. Because Democrats increasingly want to make self-defense illegal. If the state decides that social justice means you are murdered, you are raped and killed, you are robbed in your home, the state makes that determination. The collective has spoken. That's what we're supposed to see. Let's take it into individual decisions that people are making. And in particular, I'll talk about my own life situation. Buck, we did the show Friday in New York City. Uh, You know, uh, and some people who follow me on social media have seen, I took three 12-year-olds with another dad to Yankee Stadium. I was staying in Midtown near where our studio is at iHeart, uh, and uh, I took the kids. We went and watched the Yankee game. It was fantastic. Had an awesome time. Went to watch them play against the Mariners. I asked uh, a couple different people in the hotel and also around Fox News. I was like, hey, would you get on the subway with 12-year-olds and just ride out to Yankee Stadium? And overwhelmingly, they said, get in a car. Get in a car, take the car to Yankee Stadium. They said, several years ago, I would have told you, hop on the subway, you will be fine. I talked to the other 12-year-old's dad. He was like, I can't imagine telling either of our wives if we took these 12-year-old boys on the subway and something happened, the first thing they would say is, why in the world were you on the subway? They would never say if you're in an Uber and you're driving, and there's an accident, they would never say, why in the world were you in an Uber? Now, this is just a personal decision that I made as a dad with a couple of other 12-year-olds going to a baseball stadium in New York City. But to me, Buck, it's representative of the decisions that so many parents and so many grandparents and so many people in their own lives are making every day. And what else did I ask you, Buck, on Friday? We were in our uh, studio in Midtown. I had a couple of the 12-year-olds here. They said they were bored. They were playing hide-and-go-seek on the iHeart Radio studio floors. And I said, should I let them go outside and walk a couple of blocks up to the Major League Baseball store? For those of you who are familiar with it, my boys are big Major League Baseball fans. There's a great Major League Baseball store on 6th Avenue, huge store uh, that, that they are super excited. There's baseball cards. There's baseball jerseys. It's a fabulous little store to go into, big store. In fact... I went after our show on Friday and met a ton of our listeners there, Buck. So I appreciate everybody who came up and said hi to me in that Major League Baseball store. Buck, what did you tell me Can't when I asked your, your opinion? Uh, that you asked me as a born and raised New Yorker whether you could let your 12-year-olds walk around Midtown uh, you know, unattended. A few and blocks. Said, just a few blocks up to that store. And what did you say? I said no. And you know what? I asked my parents, who still live in Manhattan, about this. Yep. And they said that was the right move. And... After you asked me this question, Carrie sent me uh, a photo from down in the West Village of Manhattan where a shirtless maniac was walking. She, she saw this. This wasn't like something she saw on the internet. The same day. Sh- same day, shirtless maniac walking up and spitting in people's faces on the street just because just because he felt like it. Now, he can do that knowing that nobody is armed because if you are, it's illegal. Times Square is a gun free zone, everybody. So all the criminals and all the gang members know, hey, that illegal firearm, it's like extra super illegal because of the sign in Times Square. Um, And they know that if they do anything, if you get into 
um, a a scrap on the street with a lunatic who spits in your face or your wife's face, and you lay hands on him to defend yourself, Alvin Bragg's going to lock you up, depending on how that goes. That's the city that we live in now. Yeah, and I think this is so interesting, Buck, because a big part of being a parent is trying to get your kids comfortable with being a little bit uncomfortable, right? And I know every parent out there understands this, whether it's teaching a kid how to swim or whether it's teaching a kid how to get home. Um, and so I went, uh, and I'm always thinking about this because the boys, my middle one's about to be in seventh grade, right? He's rising. He's going to be 13 years old soon. Um, at what age do you start to introduce them into the dangers that might exist in the world at large? Because you don't want to keep them completely sheltered. And I was thinking about this, Buck. Um, you know, I, I like the idea of teaching a kid to be self-sufficient. But I think there are a lot of parents out there who also, in the back of their head, because of all this crime, think differently. And I'll give you an example of what I did uh, that evening. We went to go see this new Harry Potter. Uh, it's not new. It's been out for a little while. The Harry Potter play on Broadway. It's fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I love J.K. Rowling, by the way, because she's been willing to speak out against this gender identity craziness, even though it's been very consequential in terms of the attacks on her. Um, and then, you know, coming out, I said, OK, you got to get us back to the hotel. And so I just put my 12-year-old in charge. Hey, walk around in the city, figure out how you're going to go. Stay within sight distance of him so that I can see everything that's going on, but let him go the wrong way and have to learn how to correct uh, his direction. I think there are lots of parents out there that are this helicopter parenting, Buck, because you see the violence and you are so concerned about it that it's leading to... uh a situation where you don't feel like the Daniel Pennies of the world are out there willing to protect your kids. You don't feel like they're going to step up in the event that somebody does something inappropriate because they're afraid that they're going to end up being the target. And that, to me, is the ultimate lesson of the Daniel Penny situation. We need Daniel Pennies. We need men, 20, 30-year-old men who are strong and capable of protecting people who are weaker to do what he did. And when you try to put him in prison, you tell people that's the wrong decision and you make violence more common. Now, I would just uh, I would point out that while this was while this happened this morning, a lot of people are still uh, learning about uh, a different case. Now, one of the things that you'll see that's different in this case is Daniel Penny is white. And Jordan Neely was black. That's the only and reason we know about it, Buck. This is why it's got national attention, and this is why they are throwing basically the maximum possible charges at Correct. the maximum nineteen years in prison. Everybody, okay? Plenty of people for heinous crimes don't get anywhere near nineteen years. That's what he could be sentenced to here. Okay, a George Soros-backed prosecutor, uh, Kim Fox, is the prosecutor, has dropped all charges in Chicago. In the case of Carlicia Hood. Now, you may not have heard of this story, this case, uh, but we're going to tell you about it now, and we'll get into a little more of a legal analysis of it. There is video of this. Carlicia Hood was waiting at a fast food restaurant in Chicago, and this was on uh, this was a little over a week ago. It's gotten a lot of attention because the video is out now, so people can see. Jeremy Brown, who is now deceased, got into an argument with Carlicia Hood. Now, she's a mother. Carlicia's 14-year-old son was there. Carlicia told her 14-year-old son to go to her car at some point during this argument she had with this guy, Jeremy Brown, in line, go to the car and get my gun. 
So she now she is a she was licensed to have a gun, which is pretty rare in Chicago. But she was licensed to have this gun. Go to my car, get my gun. Uh, Jeremy Brown punches viciously three times in the face, punches Carlicia Hood, uh, this woman, and it's all on video. Now her son, she tells her son, you know, base or her son makes the decision, open fire. So he starts, he doesn't say stop, he doesn't say I'm calling the police, he opens fire on Jeremy Brown. Now, someone's hitting my mom, and, you know, it's a man hitting a woman, I'm there, okay, but Jeremy, so I can understand that part of it, it's, it's close, because really, you know, lethal force being used, but I think I think that that's, you could make the case lethal force is justified, because, you know, punching a woman in the face, you could, you know, you could break... He's, he's, he's could, also 14 buckets unlikely right. that he can fight like and restrain Correct. a total man. I, I, so, yeah. But I'm saying, but then yeah. Jeremy Brown runs out of the restaurant, this guy, after being shot, and the 14-year-old guns him down further outside the restaurant in the parking lot. Because his mom told him to, right? Yes. That's important here, too. The mother also said, this is according to reports, including the Daily Mail, she's getting litigious, just so you know. She's already suing the prosecutors, which that's not going anywhere, but... yeah. The mother also said to shoot a bystander woman who was laughing when she was getting punched. She, according to the Daily Mail, instructed the son who was 14 to shoot somebody else who was present. Now, she was initially arrested and charged with uh, with murder and contributing uh, felony contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Kim Fox saw this video. All charges dropped. All the individuals involved here, the, the mother, the son, and the now-deceased uh, assailant, Jeremy Brown, they're all black. And Kim Fox decided that there are no charges of any kind to be filed here anymore. She's dropped all the charges. Now, I'm just comparing this because, generally speaking, in self-defense law, if someone is running away from you, and they've already been shot, and you decide to keep shooting them in the back while they're running away, it's pretty in a public venue. It's not a home. There's no castle doctrine here. It's pretty hard to claim self-defense. Now, I guess they're going to say he's 14. He can't know these things. But the mother instructed him to shoot. At least that's what's been reported. And there's no charges here. So I think it's fair to ask, okay, so what exactly is self-defense law in America today? And how much, Clay, is it influenced by politics? How much is it influenced by the race of the victim, the race of the person, or I should say the race of the person using force, and the race of the person receiving that use of force? I, I think a massive amount. And this is my biggest issue. We'll talk about this when we come back, because I think this case in conjunction with the Penny case is so utterly fascinating. And I use this analogy all the time, but I think it's so important. Initial Lady reports. Justice. Can I just tell you this? Yeah. Initial reports. This is just so I'm very clear. Initial reports by the Chicago Defender, kind of a local journalist uh, who put this video out, reported Hood ordered her son to shoot Brown as well as to shoot his girlfriend, the deceased's girlfriend who was laughing when he was punching. But now, of course, Hood is disputing that that happened. But those are all the initial reports. So... The, the reason I use this analogy, Buck, is Lady Justice is blind for a reason. To a large extent, almost all of the lack of trust that I have in the Justice Department is about disparate treatment based on who the defendant or who the accused is, right? An unbelievable amount, I think, to your point, 
who you are matters in terms of what justice you face, whether it's Hunter Biden, whether it's Daniel Penny, whether it's this shooting in a restaurant as a McDonald's, I think, in a McDonald's uh, in the Chicago area. We'll talk about it when we come back. Inflation, my friends, is still high, and prices are continuing to rise. With the current stock market volatility out there, how are your retirement accounts doing? Well, look, I decided to turn to the Phoenix Capital Group. They say it's time to diversify your investments right now. So I'm an investor in the Phoenix Capital Group at this point. They're recommending high-value U.S. oil and gas investments with current yields that range from 8% to 12% APY paid monthly. That's a better rate of return than banks or CDs with no middleman. This is a Regulation D corporate bond offering open to all accredited investors with terms as low as nine months and includes monthly or compounding interest options. To find out more, download the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. Investment in bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with it, and you should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 8 to 12% APY. Download the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. Speaking truth and having fun. Clay, Travis, and Buck. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Michael Rappaport, and my wife, KB Rappaport, starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sexton. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We're talking about justice and how who the individuals are 
impact notions of justice in this country. And this is one of the things, Buck, you learn in law school. We were having a discussion off air continuing about what happened in, I believe it was the McDonald's in Chicago. And it's important to play with fact patterns and subtly alter them. People on social media say, oh, you're engaging in whataboutism sometimes, right, as an accusation when you do this. This is actually the very foundation of the American judicial system because the concept is we should treat like situations likely. In other words, if you're Hunter Biden and you're super wealthy and your dad's the president, you shouldn't get treated differently than someone else who engages in tax evasion. And we'll take some of your calls, by the way, to close out the hour. Ron Johnson, a senator from Wisconsin, is going to join us here momentarily. 800-282-2882 if you want to weigh in. But, Buck, you said, and I think this is really important, if this is a white woman who is being punched by a black guy in McDonald's, And she says to her son, go get my gun. And he goes and gets the gun and he shoots this guy. And then she says, chase him outside and shoot him until he's dead. And also, allegedly, she says, shoot his girlfriend. This is the number one story in America and it's being characterized as a lynching. And the woman and her son are both being charged with murder. I just want you to think about the way that who someone is changes our notions of justice and the way media covers it and ask yourself, is that what should exist in a civilized society? There there should be no distinction made whatsoever in a self-defense case about the race of anyone Correct. involved. It's about being a, a human being subject to law and having the natural inherent right of self-defense and was that exercised or not but soros back prosecutors they're making these determinations based on skin color or involving skin color on a regular basis we are seeing this happening daniel penny would not have been charged if he were black and this exact same situation had happened on the subway my pillow team gets it done massive closeout sale one of their all-time most popular products the my slippers you love them Backed by popular demand, usually they cost 149 bucks. Right now, just 25 bucks while supplies last. My slippers, the epitome of comfort. My wife's got these on right now. She's downstairs studying for the Tennessee bar exam. She doesn't even need to be wearing shoes. She just loves them. I just saw her when I went downstairs. Grab a little bit of lunch. My slippers, patented four-layer design. You won't find in any other slipper. You'll buy them for yourself. No time. You'll want to purchase them for your family members. Just go online, MyPillow.com. Click the radio listener square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers. Usually they're $149.98 right now. You get them for $25. Only 10 pairs limited at checkout. Go to MyPillow.com. Use the code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back to everybody here across the country who's uh, hanging out with us on Clay and Buck. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin is with us right now. Senator Johnson, thank you for joining us. Well, guys, glad to be on. Uh, just, just found out this is going to be video, so... Send yes, up quick for you. People should go check out uh, clayandbuck.com or also on our, our YouTube channel. We put up some clips from the show uh, throughout the day, so check that one out. Uh, Senator Johnson, let's start with this. Clay and I spent a lot of the first hour talking about the uh, latest of the Hunter and Joe Biden revelations regarding selling of office, etc. Um, what can you tell us about whether you think 
anything will really come of this. I don't mean politically. I'm talking about legally or otherwise. Is this gonna? Is this going anywhere? In your opinion? Well, I mentioned this Monday night on a TV hit, and I saw an article in the Wall Street Journal also recommending that uh, the judge presiding over this uh, should reject this plea agreement. Now, now that all of this obstruction uh, that uh, on the part of the Department of Justice and the FBI, uh, now that that has been revealed through the IRS whistleblower, uh, the judge simply should not accept this plea agreement. Now, I would also argue, if you take a look at the uh, IRS regulations in terms of statute of limitations, I mean, they are pretty convoluted. Uh, I think you have to really seriously take a look at uh, when he filed these tax returns and when these statute of limitations really ought to run. Uh, it's one of the more egregious obstructions here to allow those uh, statute of limitations to lapse on the more serious uh, charges. No doubt, Senator Ron Johnson, we're excited that he's got six more years because he's been right about a lot. I want to play you this cut. Uh, this is back in October 21st of 2020. You were talking about the Hunter Biden corruption, the laptop, and Joe Biden's involvement. And I don't even know if you remember this, but Joe Biden was asked about it. I want to play it for you. Here's what he said. Wisconsin's Republican Senator Ron Johnson put out a statement on Homeland Security letterhead saying Hunter Biden, together with other Biden family members, profited off the Biden name. Is there any legitimacy to Senator Johnson's claims? None whatsoever. This is the same garbage Rudy Giuliani, Trump's henchman. It's the last ditch effort in this desperate campaign to smear me and my family. Even the man who served with him on that committee, the former nominee for the Republican Party, said there's no basis to this. And, you know, and all and the vast majority of the intelligence people have come out and said there's no basis at all. Ron should be ashamed of himself. Okay, Senator Johnson, he says you should be ashamed of yourself. A little bit two and a half years later, everything you said, if not more, is 100 percent true. What would you like to say now? Because I bet you don't get to talk to Joe Biden very often. Yeah, I'm not his uh, favorite U.S. senator. Uh, listen, the president ought to be ashamed of himself, but he has no shame. Uh, he's part of a corrupt uh, Biden family. They're profiting off of his name. And uh, he, again, he's, he's absolutely shameless. You know, I heard earlier in the program you guys were talking about, uh, you know, why didn't the FBI tip off those intelligence officials? Yeah. Uh, the FBI was fully engaged all through 2020 of covering up for the Bidens. You know, when they left the, the computer shop, uh, they, they turned and talked to McIsaac and said, you know, it's, it's you know, it, this is a paraphrase, but it's, it's our experience that people don't talk about these things, don't get in trouble or, or don't get hurt. You know, we had a concerted campaign run against Senator Grassley and I in the news media, more than 100 articles, uh, accusing us of soliciting and disseminating Russian disinformation. You know, the FBI briefed us, unsolicited briefing in August of 2020, said that we were a target of Russian disinformation. Uh, where did that, all that come from? Who orchestrated that? And, of course, it had an impact. And this isn't widely known, but we were offered Hunter's computer the day after we issued our report in September of 2020. But because all these claims of Russian disinformation sound like a pretty odd story, uh, we didn't know the stolen property. So guess who we went to? We went to the FBI to determine, is this authentic? And for two or three weeks, they gave us the runaround. We never took possession of that the computer. In the end, McIsaac got impatient, turned that over to Rudy Giuliani in the New York Post. But again, the FBI should have told the president pro tem, the chairman of 
the Senate Finance Committee, the Chairman of Homeland Security, that, that, that they had the computer, that it was authentic. They should have told us that as soon as we contacted him. But they gave us the runaround. They covered up the Bidens. Yeah, this is so important, what you just told us. Who ordered the code red effectively, in your opinion, to protect the Bidens? Because we now know that the FBI knew within a couple of weeks of taking possession of this laptop in December 2019 that it was 100% real, and they were still engaging in the fiction that it was Russian disinformation and actually trying to get you colored as someone who was propagating Russian disinformation. Who ordered the code red? Shouldn't every American need to know that in order to have any faith and confidence at all in our justice system? Look, and that's the $64,000 question. You know, all you right now you can do is, is assume, and you have to assume based on, on knowledge. I mean, the fact is the FBI knew that in December 2019. I mean, you go back to their corruption, look at what they knew about uh, the Russian collusion hoax. Uh, you know, they knew that their, the subsource for the Steele dossier was somebody they were investigating as a Russian spy, and yet they said nothing about it. They allowed the investigation to continue. They allowed for the, the Mueller special counsel investigation. So the FBI has been corrupt. I had to subpoena CRISPR Ray to get information on that corrupt investigation. I didn't get squat from CRISPR Ray. Uh, so again, th th this is so much larger story than just the Biden family corruption. As troubling as that is, as much as that compromised the United States president, I mean, the complicity and corruption of the mainstream media, of federal law enforcement, of our intelligence agencies, this is a much larger story, and there's so many questions that are unanswered. Senator uh, Ron Johnson with us now. And, Senator, you are uh, quoted here in a piece in the U.K.'s Guardian, PGA and Saudi-backed live merger in enormous flux. So this is about the golf stuff. Tell me about this so I can impress Clay and bring it up later. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, you, now, now somebody's leaked their five-page uh, tentative agreement uh, the only thing that's uh, binding on that is that they dropped the lawsuits with prejudice so they can't bring him back up. But, uh, you know, the PGA is fighting for his life. I think Liv might be ready to full, uh, throw in the towel here. I don't know. I really don't believe Congress should be playing a role in this at all. But I'm ranking member on the permanent subcommittee investigation. The chairman of the committee has decided to hold a hearing and do an investigation. So, you know, I've got a responsibility to be involved in that. But I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that Congress's role is constructive I'm a real lover of the game of golf. I wish I was a better golfer, but I love watching golf. I appreciate the perfection, the excellence of, of the players, the meritocracy that golf is, and I just want to see the game be successful going forward. Senator, thanks for that, and I wish I was a lot better at golf, too. I think the last time I played, I posted about a 118, so uh, it was a rough round. Um, I, I got a question for you uh, all about this uh, the, this uh, dishonesty in the FBI and Department of Justice. I know you're in the Senate side, and I know the House would have to initiate impeachment proceedings, but what do you think they should do? Should Merrick Garland be impeached? Should Joe Biden be impeached? We know they're not going to get removed. The votes aren't there in the Senate. But should that happen, and what would it be? What would it mean to do that from your perspective as a senator who would get to hear this trial? Uh, the most important thing would be the impeachment inquiry, the hearings. Yeah. Uh, but you need documentation first. I mean, I, I want to encourage more whistleblowers to come forward. Uh, the reason we're getting this information now, I mean, Senator Grassley and I, we, we laid out all the, the vast web of financial uh, entanglements of the Bidens. We, we laid out how corrupt they are. 
I certainly didn't need any more evidence. The American public, had they seen it, probably wouldn't need any more evidence. But we'll need more evidence. Uh, as much as this, the House can gather through subpoenas, through additional whistleblowers coming forward, and then hold the hearings, hold impeachment hearings on Garland, hold impeachment hearings on Mayorkas, on, on Blinken, who lied to us, saying he never uh, emailed Hunter Biden, the hearings would be extremely important and revealing. No doubt. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. We got him for six more years. We're happy about that. Senator, appreciate the time. Good luck on the golf course. Stay well. <laughs> we will for sure. Uh, Tunnel the to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families since September 11, 2001, like Franklin, Tennessee police officer Jeffrey Carson and his family. This is my hometown, so it strikes close to home indeed. Officer Carson left his country music career behind in order to serve his community. He spent 14 years with the Franklin Police Department before he suffered a fatal heart attack in the line of duty in 2022. Within weeks, Tunnel the to Towers met with Officer Carson's wife and son to let them know they would never have to worry about their mortgage again. This is what the foundation does. When a first responder dies in the line of duty and leaves behind a young family, Tunnel the to Towers is there to take care of them. The foundation has helped hundreds of first responder families across America by removing the burden of a mortgage thanks to supporters like you. Join them on their mission. It only takes $11 a month. Donate to Tunnel the to Towers by visiting t2t.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Heard it on the show? Hear more on the podcast. Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives. More content, more common sense. Find the guides on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. culture. And a little bit of... 
Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Michael Rappaport, and my wife, Kibi Rappaport, starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Our thanks to Senator Ron Johnson. You know, you want to go to a list of controversial topics and a dude who just nailed them all, Buck? I mean, I was so excited. I know 2022 did not go uh, the way that many of us wanted. But Jerron Johnson is such a warrior. For him to get in for six more years, he was right about all of COVID. He's been right about the Biden crime family. And it's called controversial, right? You, you know something is controversial when the left doesn't like it? I've never had a controversial opinion that was uh, was remotely considered left-wing, right? Everything that I've ever said, you know, they shouldn't have uh, men and women's uh uh, men and women's sports like oh the controversial clay travis it's uh, it's amazing how often ron johnson's called controversial when everything that he said is true right i haven't heard anything that he said on any of these major subjects that's ended up being wrong yes isn't it fascinating that our side is constantly bombarded with the oh, disinformation stuff yeah on russia collusion we were all right on Hunter Biden COVID. selling access and influence, we were all right. I mean, we, you know, you go down this list and you start to say, at what point is it just clear to everybody that the media is just warring propaganda machines now? And, you know, yeah. some propaganda is good and correct and some is not. People think of propaganda as always this uh, this dirty word. It actually started within the Catholic Church, I think in the 1600s. For the propagation of the true faith. Uh, propag- Look at you. Propag- Look at you, Mr. Nerd, uh, dropping knowledge here. Yeah. Propagation of the true faith. And so it was a program to send, and I think it was in the face of a lot of uh, schismatics and uh, and, reform- and um, what do you call it, Protestant stuff and Reformation. So it actually comes from the Catholic Church. There you go. That's where the, prop- the word propaganda it, from the Latin. This reminds me, Buck, of Jeopardy, our discussion yesterday. And our producer, Ali, sent a VIP email. Did you see this? I just want your take. If you haven't seen this email, I'm going to read it. Jim, we appreciate the fact that he's a VIP. He wrote in and said, Clay, I'm sure you've heard of Ozempic, the pre-diabetes drug with the side effect of significant weight loss. But you need Ezempic. This is a drug that with proper and regular use will significantly defeat, deflate an overinflated ego. Based on your comments about Celebrity Jeopardy, you appear to believe that you are a celebrity, i.e. a famous person. Sorry to burst your bubble, but you are not a celebrity. So, okay, let me just... Buck, <laughs> am, am, am I... like Of all the things that I might say that is braggadocious in nature, I said that I would do well on Celebrity Jeopardy. You are a Jeopardy fan. There are lots of people on Celebrity Jeopardy who are not that famous. I mean, we're not talking about Brad Pitt, Beyonce, and Taylor Swift competing on Celebrity Jeopardy. I, I, I know people from our business who have been on Celebrity Jeopardy, and and not just you know make your head any bigger, but you are more famous than those people. I mean, I don't <laughs> so, think that, that that's what I'm saying. If we're like, just going to be honest about it. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm like an A-list celebrity here. Celebrity Jeopardy is a very expansive definition of celebrity. So, Jim, I appreciate the wit of your email, but I think I would qualify. All right, Buck, you are still in New York City. Yes, sir. When were you scheduled to return to Miami? 
I mean, I was supposed to be back in Miami uh, on Monday, and it got delayed for um, – basically, I couldn't get home until tomorrow. I'll be home to, to – and that's assuming I don't get uh, – I've never seen anything like this before. And I'm, I'm not here to say that it's all Joe Biden's fault, that the airlines are such a mess – um, but I am here to say that I blame Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. <laughs> like someone, someone's doing something wrong. Okay. I probably blame Biden too. But no, seriously, uh, it's, I've never seen anything like it. They've just completely abandoned, uh, thousands of flights because of some So you weather. are getting back three days late yes. of when you were scheduled. Now it's not a huge deal for you because you were from New York City. My family's got family here. And so it's actually else. turned into like a nice little family vacation. But yes, although I have to work. But- this happened also around Christmas when Southwest Airlines effectively collapsed. I don't think the media has caught up yet. As we get ready for the July 4th holiday, and I know a lot of you out there are experiencing this. Heck, some of you may be listening to us right now while stranded in places you don't want to be. The whole East Coast this morning, we were supposed to have meetings for OutKick, and we had people who were flying in from New York City to Nashville. They couldn't get on their flights. Every, and they couldn't get on their flights for two days they were rescheduled. So they're like, screw it, we're not going to have this meeting. People all over the country right now are unable to travel. And Buck, by and large, it's not like it was in the winter when they said, oh, there was an ice storm, there's a weather-related issue, and everything shut down. By and large, weather's pretty good all over this country. I know it's hot some places. But this story, has the media has not caught up, I don't think yet, with how much of a disaster right now trying to travel uh, on airlines is. And I know a lot of you are caught up in it. Can I, since we're doing random stories, can I throw out a random story right now? Just, yes. Just because, you know, why not? We're going to get into serious stuff here in a few moments again. I don't know, Clay's probably going to tell us Hunter Biden is, uh, is, is toast. It's just a matter of time. We'll get into the latest on that. Um, but uh, do you see this guy in the Everglades, speaking of Florida? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who, I'm, I'm fired up about he's this. He's told... Don't reach over on the side of the boat by his friend. It's on video. We should yes. put this on clayandbuck.com. And he goes, nah, man, it's cool. And he reaches over the side of the boat. They're fishing. And a shark in real time grabs him, bites him, pulls him into the water in the Everglades with water just teeming with sharks. It was a lemon shark, so it wasn't a super big, scary shark and. But it still, like, bit off a chunk of his hand, pulled him in the water. Clay, when your buddy says don't reach in, there are sharks. Lesson learned. He also said, I'm just going to do it for, like, two seconds. Yep. Here's my other thing on this, Buck. And I actually want to – we should bring this over to the next uh, segment because I'm still fired up about it. That felt really unfair to me because when you're in the Everglades – if an alligator had leapt out of the water and grabbed him, you would have been like, okay, that's the Everglades. A shark in the Everglades, and I know there is some brackish water there, but it's like dark water. You shouldn't be fair. I'm it's just not fair to get grabbed a shark there. He's fine, just to be clear. He got his hands bitten, but his guy's going to be fine. But, you know, in the animal kingdom, sometimes it's your day. Like, a grizzly bear gets you, and, you know, it's a rough day, and that's the end of it, right? A gray white shark, an incredibly powerful predatory machine, if you get got by a lemon shark... I don't know. That's like getting killed by a rogue squirrel. Like, that's just not... You don't want to go out because a lemon shark gets you. That's the wimp of the shark kingdom. I want to give credit to that guy for getting back in the boat so fast. I think I might have had a heart attack if a shark grabbed me and dragged me into the water in the Everglades. I don't know that I would have recovered. I think I'd be dead. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 